0: Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Color podcast. I wanna invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment For people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together, I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out. And I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Collar, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. An gude na me, juge an gude na me, sat gude na me, sri me, juge an gude na me, gude na me, sri gudevena. An gude na me, juge gude na Hello friend and welcome. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. I as I'm just kind of sitting here and getting settled, I'm I'm really connected to the transition that I'm in right now, which I'm really excited to have you here Michael. I'm just going to like throw in your intro cuz I feel like my kind of what came to me right now is just going to like launch us into a deep conversation. So I'm here with a this beautiful human. We're here together, all of us. Michael Boyle, LMFT, CDBT, hashtag the depression slayer. He joins us today. He has transformed severe depression, anxiety, trauma, addiction, and suffering, which many of us are deeply familiar with, into a life of meaning, purpose, gratitude, and love, also our people. His job is to work himself out of a job by providing you with practical maps and tools to heal and thrive through public speaking, counseling, writing, and teaching, sharing his message of, I aim to love self, love others, love all, and encourage others to be their best. Why just cope with suffering when you can end it? Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. So, what Thanks came, for inviting
0: me. yeah, absolutely. I'm like, really, I just, I did. It's like, I, you know, I, uh, I've studied with your wife for years and, uh, mm. on and off. And when I came across your work, you know, so obviously, you know, she's a fan of you, but I came across your work and, <laughs> and thought, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, okay, brilliant people like to hang out together. That's true. So, I am, so I was sitting here and I, am emerging kind of this i'm in this place right now of i took a i keep referring it to as a very quick dark night of the soul about six months Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i really took a deep dive and revisited some similar level of suffering and like habituated habit pattern kind of pain spiral stuff that I haven't encountered that I had not encountered since I was in like basically 20 when I had my initial and you know Mm -hmm. massive initiating mental breakdown that took six and seven years for me to like gather all my skills that is now what I share with the world you know and so Mm -hmm. you know 15 16 years later you know the conspiracy of the universe bringing it all together and just I refer to it as uh, excavating the tap roots of my wounds mm-hmm. like I just mm-hmm. really was just boom just like sent down to the core pulling them up and right now I'm in this incredible place that is this feeling of literally like rubbing the dust out of my eyes and like kind of coming out and being like, whoa, having this kind of intense experience of feeling like I can think again. Like I'm having this experience of, you know, um, I, for those six months, I wasn't thinking or acting. very much like I have cultivated myself to think or act, you know, like I'm used mm. to, I was used to kind of having a rough hour or two, or maybe a rough right. couple days, or even, right. you know, the last year I really took a, you know, it was like, I really took a visit to my codependence for like two weeks and really had to like mm. pull myself out and kind of go in a deep ceremony mm. for a few days, you know, but this was, I mean, it was like mm. a couple of weeks and then it was a month, and then it was a couple months, and I was like, "What is? Ha-? I mean, it was it was terrifying, and
1: uh, yeah,
0: it was really really intense. And so I'm in an interesting place right now where I feel like almost, um, almost in a way where I didn't. I'm just kind of noticing this right now. I don't think I I kept praying that I would just like wake up and kind of be myself again, but I kept getting this mm. message, and this is kind of where I. I'm going to kind of like throw it to you in a second of just being like, mm. I I kept getting this message that, because what I was really doing, these taproot stuff, I was really looking at some of my very deep seated ways in which my codependents handed my stability over to other people and then would like destabilize me inside the relationships and just kind of looking at some of these patterns of dependence that I um, was not conscious of really kind of going to this core place. And so i I obviously really was destabilized as like all of these things kind of crumbled and fell to the ground. And there I was kind of seeing the results of this life that I had lived in some ways, so consciously in these other places that I had not yet brought the light of consciousness to, kind of seeing that they were still like rippling. And the message that I kept getting was when I kind of was, I don't know, maybe four months in and was starting to kind of feel like I could see the light of I was like starting to have kind of a little bit more, more energy. Like I had like a whole day of being like, wow, I didn't feel t- like absolutely terrible today. You know, like having a whole day, and just recognizing and being really, really kind of confirmed and affirmed in my practice that I was going to stabilize myself not through like an epiphany, but by walking differently. That the things that I had kind of bottomed out on these patterns that I had recognized that were creating the suffering in my life. I was going to build the trust back up with myself. I was going to make different choices daily over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And then, and then just find myself somewhere a little bit different. And so I think I'm a little surprised that I kind of did in in a way it feels a little bit like I woke up (laughs) Mm -hmm. and felt better, even though I know that that's not true. And I know that I, I just kind of pivoted into a side where I'm, I'm feeling more stable and better, but I'm, I'm still very much laying and, and kind of discovering this new foundation. So, Mm. so that's what kind of came to me just as we kind of sat together and I'm, you're welcome to kind of go anywhere with this, or I could ask you questions, but I'm happy to just kind of hear.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what comes to, what comes to mind is, um, is the recognition that, the work is ongoing Um, Mm. and, and the, and that cultivation, which is a word that I heard you use is just like if we were cultivating a garden, if it doesn't matter how, how much our garden is thriving, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. It doesn't matter how yummy the vegetables are that are coming out of it. If we stop cultivating it, it will get, it will be overcome with weeds and that's not a punishment that's not a bad karma that's not a, because God hates me that's because that's like what this life is actually and and so when I've had some sobering moments that have been sometimes a little bit claustrophobic of like, oh wow there there is no, there is no moment where I have to where I can be off the hook from cultivating my relationship with self other all love god harmony whatever we want to call it that actually those 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 higher capacities or those um wider capacities are always available but they always need to be reached for and connected to and 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 that's so that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm feeling and what you're saying is just is is recognizing that Level of spiritual maturity, we realize that there is no, you know, this is, you know, this is the concept of like, you know, kill the Buddha or, you know, there is no enlightenment that is final. It is an ongoing work, it's ongoing cultivation. You know, my, my, my mentor, my mentor's teacher would say, are you, if you're still breathing, <laughs> then yeah. there's still work to do. You yeah. Know? And that's it, you know. So, yeah. yeah. That's a, I think that that's a, a big one. I think that when I speak with, when I'm sp- speaking with clients, there's often a, there's often a disappointment with this, um, <laughs> with this sense of like, why, why aren't I like, why aren't I done? Why isn't it easier? yeah um, And it's not to say that that garden cultivation isn't, has to be a struggle. In fact, if you get into gardening, most people find that it's very rewarding and beautiful and relaxing right but you still have to pull weeds you still have to drag the hose around sometimes you still have to dig out a rock every once in a while you still Mm -hmm. need to uproot a uh you know a stump that is you know choking out your your um you know what you're trying to grow and thrive and so it doesn't need to be a struggle but it is work it is cultivation and Mm -hmm. it is ongoing and when when we have this expectation That it should all just be better done and easy, then we are continually we are disappointed when we realize, oh man, there's there's weeds again. Um, and that disappointment I think really sets people back, and then has people oftentimes will will quit, will will or at least will pause the cultivation because they're discouraged, and they dip back down into kind of into a depressed state where they're a little bit frozen and they don't. Continue moving, but life is movement. <laughs> yeah, and um, and if we don't move with it, we get overcome with weeds.
0: Yes, yes to everything you just said. And there's this. I'm having this. Like I'm having this moment as you're talking about this, and I'm like just thinking back to my like initial descent. Right, this activation of like re kind of reactivating. I was um, part of a community. And, it, and it's even that statement starts, it still touches this part that's healing me. It's like, am I not part of the community now? Like, mm. I don't think that's how that works. You don't, how do you not become part of a community after 22 years? You yeah. know? Um, but I, the way in which I related to it was, um, I really put my foot down in November. I sent an email to dozens and dozens of people and was like, mm. I will not. Like, I will not participate or act like this is okay or move forward. Like, I'm not going to engage in this anymore. And it, I didn't, I didn't see how much that when I like put that boundary down, you know, like put that, Mm -hmm. set that limit for myself and said, like, I'm not going to engage in this kind of communal communication dynamic because it is, it's harmful to me. And I did it for years because for all the reasons that I did it, right. Like for all the reasons mm-hmm. that I did it for, for, for community, for sustaining a connection. But it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I, when I stopped, it was like, I started to fall backwards because I didn't realize how deep it's like, I'm just thinking of, I just keep having this garden image and it's like, What about like, like, I feel like I stepped off the back of a cliff or something, you know? Like, it was like, and I'm, you know, it's just having this moment of, um, like, I practiced like my hair was on fire this whole time. And so, you know, and I think maybe that's kind of, there's like a couple different ways that this conversation could go. And I just know, because for me, I was was like, I fell backwards and then like landed face plant, kind of bottoming out right as COVID hit. And so- And then that, of course, just really just like took me the rest of the way, you know, Um, and at the same time provided all of these circumstances to actually support my cultivation and my clear sight, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, you know. And I, And I've talked to a lot of people who are incredibly sensitive and very connected and in this time, being both called to step up into their purpose, right? Like, as mm-hmm. as and it's like, fill in the words, right? It's like as visionaries, as light workers, as therapists, as healers, as compassionate human beings, as practitioners, right? Like we saw, and I think we, I continue to see people panicked by not being in control. Having their external circumstances be the thing that determine their kind of happiness and their bearing, and and for a lot of for a lot of us for a lot of us that have gone already gone through this, we're like, oh yeah, we have skills for that. Like, like, Mm -hmm. oh, did you think you controlled stuff? Oh, that's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, oh, this is like first time. Like, I've seen a lot of memes. Really, people just being like, oh, is this is this the is this the first time all of these things Mm -hmm. like didn't work out in that way. So I don't know. I feel like that was like a little rambly, but there's, there's this place of like, I just want to kind of offer compassion to myself and to those, because I know a lot of people had that experience with COVID of like people being like, I didn't stop practicing. Right. But like, I, in fact, I had to like triple or quadruple. Like, what is it when? Absolutely. So it's like, if I'm, okay, got it. Okay. There's like, there's a gardening when you're gardening and then like a monsoon comes right yeah and so it's like how do you cultivate your garden during a monsoon right. it's like it's you build, not the sh-
1: you start building shelters you start <laughs> right yeah you, you start diverting water away or like you start building new channels like right Right. And digging you, ditches. you go into a different you go into a, a much different mode right yeah 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 I mean at the beginning of COVID I, I started telling you know the people that I was working with was like look the tendency is going to be to move away from your coping skills right now you, they need to be tripled right it's that you know this is like you know and this might not this isn't an analogy that works for everybody but i come from an athletics background and it's, it's like this is this is the time now where like you're training for the olympics like you have to you have to step up the your training even more so in terms of of, of health cultivation because the fact of the matter is is Regardless of the degree to which we're in touch with it, I I believe that in the interconnectedness of all things, and so, and you know, and and one of the things that I like to study and think about and talk about it a lot is basically is the nervous system, and the nervous system is electrical, right? It, it's essentially not to get uh, too kind of new agey about it, but it's essentially an antenna, right? <laughs> and so, and so it is. Um, it is both transmitting and receiving signals at all times. And so when, when you're, when we're in a situation where, when was the last time, when was the last time in our life that we were ever in a situation where 98% of the, maybe a hundred percent of the world's population is to one degree or another flustered and panicked and scared and angry or even 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 people no matter which side of the you know the the stuff that you're on there's still it's still a reaction it's you know and it's still a fight flight or freeze reaction either way it is a survival mode reaction that is happening throughout the entire world and I think it's impossible to not be affected by that. The nervous system, the part of the nervous system where the alarm switch resides, acts like a tuning fork. And, 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 you know, and it is, and we are either, we either, you know, those of us that are are practitioners, we work to cultivate our tuning fork so that we transmit a signal that can hopefully be a beneficial influence to others. But I think that we can cut ourselves some slack when we realize like, whoa, I haven't had, you know, a, a couple billion people panicking around me, sending that transmission into my nervous system. And, and it might take me a little bit of time to build up the muscles where I can say, no, I am now, I'm independently taking that in, transforming that and then radiating out something that is more in line with my values and my integrity and my choices and things like that. So, yeah, it's a I think it's an extraordinary challenge.
0: I, you know, I really I'm going to like go I'm going to go a little on the woo angle here. I'm just going to mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for it cuz what I what I heard you talking about that like stir like stirs me in 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 my heart and like in my gut brain. Like it it's this mm-hmm. this activation is this training ourselves as as tuning and this understanding of two things happening. Cause one of the things that came up a lot of that compassion piece for us as practitioners are being like, I'm used to being like pretty, like I'm pretty good at, like one of the things I get, like, I'm like, I worked hard to be able to reset myself. Right. Not that I'm always yeah. whatever, but just be right. like, Oh, I left my body or, Oh, I got activated. Oh, I'm feeling resentful. Right. Like, let me reset. And right. to, to not be able to re Set myself in, and it's like okay. I try this, and I try this, and I try this, and and the beauty and the courage of just being like okay. Like I've spent. S- six hours, you know, like using all the like, the little like, okay, I'm using my like, I'm checking, I'm hearing the things in the room, I'm seeing the things in the room, I'm feeling the senses in my body, I'm counting back Uh from 10, I'm tapping, I'm, you know, Uh it's like, I chanting, I'm listening to chanting, I'm breathing, I'm doing my mantras on my hand, you know, it's like, okay, but like, I guess I I guess I'll just like go grocery shopping, like, I guess I'll just sit here, I guess I'll do whatever, you know, so this compassion of just being like, Yeah. Next level. It was just a next level initiation for all of us. The part that feels like the kind of the, like, if you want to go here with me, Michael, and it's okay if you don't, I'll just go out on my own and we can come back. But this understanding of you know the prophecies of the shambala warriors the prophecies of the of the of the rainbow warriors the love warriors the the prophecies of the the united people that through our tuning through our broadcasting through our presence we will usher in a new age of of planetary existence of shifting mm-hmm. culture and so as you were talking what i heard was and i've talked about covid as being a initiation because illness is a very common medicine initiation for people to kind of go Mm -hmm. through an illness and to have so many people going through so many initiations is also something that's unprecedented in that same way to have that high level of people that are either in the illness or in that stress factor that's that's a lot to be tuning to okay let me see if i can like bring okay bring it all the way through so so Uh, like all of this energy. And I'm just thinking about how here we are months later and many of us have practiced and tripled or quadrupled or, you know, like Mm -hmm. done the things that we needed to do. And, and one of those moments of like, how much stronger of an antenna each of us who has made that choice is now is moving forward and this this image of literally the broadcasting or the force field or the frequency that can come out of kind of us, all of us as, as a collective. And then adding in all these people who have woken up through this process, who like never meditated before, but on week, on day 70 was like, I will meditate now. (laughs) You know, like, well, how do I do this? Okay, breathe and hold, breathe and hold, breathe, release and hold, you know. So it's like, so we have all the people who are like, okay, I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper into my practice. My resets aren't working. I'm going to go back to basics. I'm going to go to high-level ceremony. ceremony. I'm going to, you know, like all the things that they're, when you said training for the Olympics, it really activated this piece for me of like training for the new earth or training for that new culture or that rebirthed world that we say that we want, that we say we're practicing for. But we have to be, each of us individually has to be different than we were to have that Mm -hmm. be the world, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Different than we were is always the case, right? If we're, if we're, if we're moving towards the future and we are meeting what's next in a way that is not reactive, and I break down that word react to react old programs that by Mm. definition to change is to be new. And, 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 and then therefore by definition to be new is to enter into the unknown because if we know it, it's not new. And so, you know, the, (laughs) the process of, of the type of growth that you're talking about is a continual shedding and a continually showing up, a continually showing up new and being willing to be on that cusp of the unknown and say, you know, (laughs) and it's still, it's like, I'm, you know, it's not really something that I'm fully able to articulate, and it's not to say that I'm living in this space continually, it's not, but I'm not able to fully articulate it because I don't know <laughs> really. I really don't know. Um, and so I don't know what type of world or age we're we're ushering in or, or, or not, but I, I do know that I have, to, I do know that what I'm responsible for and what my, what my sphere of influence is. And that's all in In a time when things are very out of our control wow the the chair just lowered me <laughs> um, in a time when things are um in a time when things are out of our control, it is also important to recognize what is in our control and what is in our control is our body, our mind, our emotions, our spirit, how we cultivate ourselves, and how we influence are what we have influence over. And when we focus on anything and everything other than that, which we can control, we dissipate the energy that we need to build on what we can. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's, but it is a continual, you know, it's, it's a cliche analogy, but I have this thing with cliches. I use them all the time and I used to argue with my uh, professors in college that would say they would write on my essays cliche. And I say, well, yeah, that's because it was the best way to say that for like millions of people for hundreds of thousands of years. And that's, so it's like, it's spot, cliches are spot on. That's why they're cliches. And so I'm, 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 I'm taking cliches back and saying that they're appropriate um, to use. And, The cliche of the butterfly analogy really is amazing. It's like we really do, it's like the caterpillar has no idea what a butterfly could possibly be. And what we're what we're what we're asked to do if we're on, if we're literally in touch with life, if we're growing, if we're meeting what's next every moment, is to jump not only get into the cocoon and be willing to. Melt and dissolve to our old being, and to turn into a liquid paste, with no, with no idea whatsoever that it could be possible. How could the that caterpillar even imagine that we are going to emerge with wings and be able to fly with these colorful, beautiful wings and have a completely different experience of life? But that's what that's what that's what growth is, and that's what these times. I think, do for people that take advantage of the opportunity, but that opportunity is always available. Um, sometimes we're we're forced to it a little bit more than others because of situations like we're in right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a question that I've just been posing to myself is like, how do I emerge from a butterfly from this scenario? You know what, you know, yeah. and questions are so brilliant because they – and open-ended questions are so brilliant because, the, because then that puts me in touch with the unknown factor. It's like, I don't need an answer to that question. I just need to ask the question. I need to engage the question. The question coming back to the garden analogy is a seed. It's not up to me when the seed grows. It's not up to me whether the, when the seed flowers. Nature does that. It's up to me to plant the seed and it's up to me to cultivate the soil that makes it most likely for the seed to thrive. Of course, I know if I throw the seed in the cement, it's not going to grow, but I have a pretty good assurance that if I put the seed in fertile soil, I pull the weeds, I apply water, I give it sunshine, then it's going to grow. The questions are the seeds, and then my work is the cultivation of the soil, and then the rate at which it grows, whether there's storms, what, what, the, weather, what the larger environment is, all that's out of my control. That's up to whatever you want to call it, but that's up to God. <laughs> and so that's it. I, you know, plant seeds, pull weeds, plant seeds. And 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 that's <laughs> all we can do.
0: Yes. So two questions and I'm going to kind of pose yeah. them both and then you can answer whichever one you want. Maybe. Maybe they're related. Maybe they're not at all. One mm-hmm. is, it's like, where do we go from here? One is, you know, you shared with me that your creation of the hashtag the Depression Slayer is a 16-week mm-hmm. program that you put together through your
1: mm-hmm.
0: research, your study, your education, your experience, mm-hmm. your personal healing, um, mm-hmm. neuroscience, you know, supported mm-hmm. sequencing. And... So there's, that's one piece is like, you know, right. for people that are looking for another, like, uh, another tool. My other question yeah. that could be related or not related is what are, what are your, what have, what's been your like doubling down, tripling down? Like, what are the ways that you cultivate um, just kind of in the most like, like actual basic, Real life application during one
1: right on monsoon. Yeah, during the monsoon. Well, you know, it's it's sometimes I don't know if this is like will be surprising to people, but it's not necessarily like that. Um, It's not so sexy. It's pretty pretty practical. Here's a checklist. (laughs) And and on it, I. Michael's literally
0: holding up and showing me a checklist, like an Excel spreadsheet printed out. An
1: Excel spreadsheet yeah Uh and these are and these are the tools that are like the the ones that are most like active in my life right now and they're and then they're um and 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 then and so then I I have it here to be like yeah am I am I on it and what what am I doing today and so I have my waking time that is that I know the ideal time for me to wake up in order to be able to do what I need to do to get prepared to be the father, husband, therapist that I choose to be. I have, um, you know, and I'll, just, none of this is a suggestion to anyone. I'll just run through it. And this is like, this is just, just Thank you. I have Wim Hof method. I have Wim Hof method breathing. Um, I have percussive breathing, which is another, you know, pranayama that I've learned along the way. Radiant breath breathing, which is another one. Equal breathing, which is another one. Oh, wow. You notice a, a trend here, breath work, right? Breath work is... That is the key into the nervous system, right? If we can do things that the nervous system does automatically, if we can do them with our conscious control, then we can affect the autonomic nervous system, right? And so that continually training my my breathing, Um, okay? So then I have um, trumpet breathing, which is a really good exercise, actually, for keeping your lungs clean for COVID situation. Um, cause I do have a, I am a recovered hypochondriac. So I, <laughs> I also need to want to protect myself from, from my fear that, you know, that I might get sick. Um, and so I have neck up doorway. So like every time I walk through a doorway, I do this little exercise just to strengthen my neck. And, and, um, and so this is a, a great trick that I've learned along the way is to tag habits to things that you already do. Totally. So like, how many times do I walk through a doorway? How many times the, the next one is kind of funny. It's fog breath while I pee. Well, I pee, you know, maybe five or six times a day if I'm well hydrated. So if I do this breathing exercise every time I pee, I know that I've done that five or six times that day. You know, so, um, so again, it, it just goes on and on. There's ringing and packing. There's a, there's a mantra that I use. There's a recharging exercise, a power exercise, smile, thrilling myself. I, uh, then I go, I go into the, my regular life stuff, cooking for others. That's something that is like, if I'm, you know, I know that I, I have to feed people. I have to cook for other people. Um, which is primarily my family these days, but someday I'm going to open up the magic meatball sub shop. And, uh, that is going to be a one item menu that is going to absolutely blow people away. Um, I, I have teach, you know, teaching is a part of my life. So, you know, and so if I'm, if my energy is flowing, then I'm teaching, I'm sharing it. And I know that there's a problem if I'm not. So that's on there. Learning, studying that's on there. I have to be learning every day. Just regular old exercise, cardio. Con, you know, I'm doing this thing called convict conditioning right now, which is a series of exercises that are designed by someone who was incarcerated for 25 years. Um, so if you're in your house and you got no equipment, then you can still get a really good workout. Um, fun with Finn, that's you know having fun with my son, solo with him, together with Rudy, solo time with Rudy, solo time with Sophia, playing the violin, touching my wife, um, doing meditation with the kids, salt flush, probiotics, apple cider vinegar, mushrooms, vitamin D, sun, uh, nose spray that I use, fish oils, Uh, Vitamin B, perfect amino, zinc, colostrum, cold, cold challenges. So inoculating myself to cold um, and building my tolerance to cold. That's also something from Wim Hof method. Um, Intermittent fasting, learning Spanish, taking melatonin, doing a meditation about basically a a self-hypnosis about love before I go to sleep. And then there's this thing of like the last one is something that is an integration that I do all the time, and it's using this this format that I call the pivots. Even if aside from and especially when I feel X, I value and choose Y. Mm. So even if I feel depressed, I choose love. Even if and it's a it's a way of kind of accepting what is now and then pivoting on it. And so even if I feel anxious, I I choose this. Even if I feel you know, and, and so even if aside from, and especially because, and so I have this aside from the arising conditions, I choose love because love is my, my bring it home virtue. That is like, I want to cultivate unconditional love and I'm not there yet. So everything, so that creative tension, there is where I'm at right now. And then there's a vision for the future. And everything, everything between here and there, normally people look at that and say, oh, and we will judge ourselves and beat ourselves up for everything that is between here and there. But that is actually the gift. That is the fuel by digesting and eating and transforming that fuel. That's how I get from here to there. That is how I pull myself inch by inch like that caterpillar to get to the branch, to get to the leaves so that I can put myself in the cocoon so that I can become the butterfly is by using every opportunity, every time that I'm not loving as an opportunity to become loving. That's where growth happens. And people are waiting or thinking that oftentimes thinking that growth or they're waiting for, you know, it's, it's easy to be loving when you wake up and you know, you're, Your partner kisses you on the cheek and there's a fresh pot of coffee brewing and the birds are chirping but when you don't want to be loving is where the work is and that is so that's why i have this thing and hopefully that has tons of check marks every single day is that aside from the right arising conditions i choose love and so at the basis of it all even though the word can be a little bit overplayed, I'm an alchemist, right? I have a tendency, I have a tendency towards depression that I've had since I was very, very, very young. Um, As young as I can remember, I've had a tendency to be overwhelmed by the world's suffering from a very, very, very young age. And, um, and then I was enculturated in a, in a world where that was not really okay. Right? Like I was, I was supposed to be a guy's guy, I was an athlete, I was a jock, so I tried on macho, I tried on right. all these defensive poses. I tried all that on until I basically broke down and was so depressed that I was like, I can no longer deny the fact that I'm a sensitive, loving human being, <laughs> and I need to cultivate that real. Um, real. And so and so um, yeah, and so but my life's work is to transform that depression that's why it's the depression slayer and that's a little bit of a cheeky funny kind of thing it's just like yeah you, but, but it takes a little bit of that energy of to be like i'm going to kick this thing's ass you know and and uh and um and so so yeah to transform all that all that in me that is not yet loving that's my opportunity and i'm grateful for it that's the that's the grist for the mill that's the alchemy that's what gives me my fuel that's actually, we rise in the ground over which we once stumbled. We need that material in order to grow as human beings. And so it's nothing to beat ourselves up about. It's nothing to shame ourselves about. And when we make that pivot on it and we say, oh, this is the opportunity. Now we've, we have octave in our, in our kind of spiritual maturity. And cause really. When we judge ourselves, when we beat ourselves up about it, we actually activate the the fight, flight, or freeze part of the nervous system that just is completely counterproductive anyway. Um, so I just went on my little level. so now I'll loved, hand it back to you.
0: <laughs> great. I want to repeat this. Even if.
1: Aside from. Aside
0: from. Especially, especially because. Especially because. Okay. We're going to do it a couple times. Even if. Aside from. Even if.
1: Aside from and especially because. Especially
0: because. because, Even if aside from and especially because. This is, it's a great, I love, I love, I love shit like that. That's like really, that, that, that. I mean, so a couple things. Thank you for sharing all of that. Just the, the, the nitty gritty, the detail, the, the human, the specific. It's, it's really wonderful. So thank you so much. I really appreciate this full self responsibility of i have a tendency i'm designed to go in this way which means if i want to have this life that i want i need to create a life that tends and attends to my my uh tendencies I guess or Mm -hmm. predisposition Mm -hmm. or whatever that is you know I know for me you know one of the things that I I often teach about is PMS or menstrual cycle wisdom Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. diagnosed with PMDD many many moons ago and the diagnosis really dissolved I no longer fit the curriculum when I rode the cycle in in embrace and in in respect to the gifts that each of those moments had and the things that I needed to be taking care of during those times, a way of respecting the landscape, right? It's like, if I just, I think about, you know, the driveway where I live right now is gravel, you know? And it's like, if I dive on gravel thinking it's water, I'm going to get really hurt you know? yeah. And if I try to walk on water, like it's a gravel driveway, like it's not going to go the way that I planned, you know? yeah. But if I, if I, if I walk on the gravel in a way that respects that a it's solid ish, it's going to shift a little bit beneath me, you know, or if I relate to water as water, you know, I'm going to have a very different experience. And that what I did in my life was a lot of diving into gravel and trying to walk, um, on on water and then feeling like a crazy person right like then i was like and then people were like you a little crazy and i was like i'm a crazy person you know but it wasn't that the gravel's crazy or that the water's crazy right it wasn't and i kept trying to make the things be different i kept trying to make myself less emotional or less sensitive or you know and it's like it's so not confusing it's like if i want to feel well i need to be like singing dancing creating talking about my feelings it's just like not you know and then doing manual like using my body doing some sort of like like you know it's not confusing and i have struggled to just michael bernard beckwith says you know stop trying to fix yourself just try to see yourself you know start to see yourself you know and this what Mm -hmm. it is of just being like what if i'm not what if i don't have to change myself into something that works what if i just get to tend the person or the ways that I am. And then there's this funny thing that happens, which is of course we change. Right. So like, You know, that's true too. So I just really love this notion of like being like, okay, like having a checklist of just being like, this is, this is what I need to take care of me. Like I'm someone who like needs structure and needs forms and needs accountability if I want to show up to it. So I'm going to give that to myself i mean i don't know if i'm that's what i infer from your creating yeah. that yeah. for yourself you know yeah um and and the alchemy piece it was it's useful for me to be reminded of that today um you know it, when the pain peaks you know i feel like when we're outside and so many people have lost so much and gained so much in this time, but so many people have lost so much. When we're outside in the middle of a monsoon and we're watching our 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 vegetable beds get washed away, like right. mud slide right. down, right? Of just being right. like, okay, like, <laughs> okay, you know, um it can it's and you spoke to this, it can be really easy to just say like. I just want to know how I can build a garden that's safe from everything, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, will never destroy it or or the temptation of being like, or I'd ever want to build a garden again. The temptation right. of, like, the way that loss can stimulate that extreme, um, kind of extreme behavior of, like, either I'll control everything or right. I'll give, give up on everything because right. when I just right. did my best, it all – it all kind of got washed away. And so just to to just like have that. And you spoke, I mean, this was like kind of where we started in that place of like where you spoke to just being like, and we just keep going. And like when it's like a gorgeous, beautiful season and we're weeding outside and there's light rain and sunny days and the gardening is different than when we need to be digging ditches or piling up for walls or, you know, harvesting what you can in the meantime and, you know, pulling it Mm -hmm. indoors or – kind of whatever it is, that, that still in either one of those situations, the work is the same, which is how loving and present to what's really happening right? Yeah. To not go outside and yeah. pretend to be, right? This is the same thing. Pretend to be like, oh, I'll just weed the garden during a, a right. month's right. you know? Right. Just right. Like, oh, just not, right. nothing's happening. It's like, that's, yeah. you know, that's where we look crazy, right? Like, oh, right. it's just, you know, and, um, you know, where I'm a big fan of, this is kind of feels kind of random, but I am also a big fan of play. And if you know that weeding the garden in a peaceful garden is a soothing thing, then like in your own living room, Pretending and giving yourself a scene and gardening an imaginary garden, the brain imagination is super right. real. That can be great. Spend twenty yeah. minutes weeding your peaceful, beautiful garden. You know, totally. And 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 know that give yourself that. Like I can't I can't yeah. go do it that way, but I I can do it this way. And then showing up and being like, okay, so I've, I have fed myself that, and what is what's here for me to do now? Um, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah: Yeah, meeting what's next with an open heart. I mean, it, mm. opener, opener, we have two choices, open or closed. And, and I I tend to be blown away by these by kind of something things that may be oversimplified, but also they're so not. I mean, it's like it, it's, I'm either in a state of yes or I'm in a state of no. I'm either in a state of open or I'm in a state of closed. And, and that, that's really what I got. (laughs) You know, how do I open more to, how do I open more to this situation? How do I open more? How do I open my heart? How do I open myself? How do I open my mind? How do I open to what's next, regardless of what's next is? Mm. That's the point. That's the point of, that's the point of power that I have. Right. Right. And yeah, there are lots of things that make me reactively close, right? That's not, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. That's my, you know, I evolved, I evolved, we evolved through, you know, depending on what your beliefs are about evolution, but either a few thousand years or a few million years, (laughs) I tend to think more of the millions, but um, to each their own but through the through the millions of years of evolution um we developed a very sensitive alarm system that alarm system is imperative right an alarm system is is for crap if it if it starts going off when the house is already burned down that that is right. an ineffective alarm system the alarm system is supposed to go off sometimes when the toaster oven it, you went out you know you're just burned toast right that's a that that is an alarm system that works however We as human beings, so we as human beings have this reptilian and animal alarm system that is super sensitive and goes off easily and quickly and automatically. So we react to situations. However, to activate, to not act from that place, we have to activate the part of our nervous system that those reptiles and animals oftentimes don't have, which is this prefrontal lobe, which says, Oh, it was just the toaster oven. I don't need to go spraying my fire extinguisher everywhere i can just unplug the toaster oven or oh it's just that the battery on the on the smoke detector is broken i can change the battery i don't need to go spraying the fire extinguisher putting out fires that don't exist our brain sends an alarm signal all the time and so then it's my job to turn off the alarm it's my job to recognize that you know And the tricky part is, is when we have external circumstances in our life that seem to be really upsetting or justifying us being upset, but that's different. The alarm system and that part of the brain was meant for immediate life or death danger. Mm. Tiger, tiger in the room. Tiger is going to eat my, eat my throat. That's what it's meant for. It's not. And so when we are using the survival part of our brain to navigate even challenges in our life that are worthy, that are difficult, that are really legitimately difficult situations, we don't want to be using that part of our brain. We want to be using the thriving part of our nervous system. So to really, to really kind of be able to even effectively problem solve, think clearly, even if there is a really difficult thing going on in our life. The ability to turn off that alarm system and say it's not a tiger in the room it is a real situation that i need to deal with but i actually need to be able to you know breathe and think clearly and i need to be able to problem solve and i need to be able to have think outside the box and have creative solutions i need to be able to be connected and feel connected with others i need to be all these things that the survival part of the brain shuts down it turns those things off on purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the survival part of the brain says, I don't want to have to think if there's a tiger in the room, I don't want to think, should I go left or right? I just want to act. And so I think that one of the biggest challenges that people have is that we are, we are, even in stressful moments in our life, we're operating from, we're operating from the survival part of our brain. And that is not, it, 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 It can only do what it's been programmed to do. It's the autopilot. We can't do anything new and fresh. (sighs) It can only do what it's already done. Yeah. Because that's what it's designed to do. There's a lot there's a lot there. Well yeah,
0: and you know one of the, I uh, thank you for all of that. And one of the things that comes up for me is to, to go back to what you said about your checklist of making cues. I'm a huge fan of, I call them brain equations, mm-hmm. right? So stimulate, mm-hmm. creating my own associations and, and habituating mm-hmm. habits, a- attaching things to things that can be one of the ways mm-hmm. to kind of optimize the kind of like, you know, the farther down back of the brain part to really mm-hmm. kind of get things into mm-hmm. autopilot in the way that you want. Secondly, I think there's a real part that i i would be remiss and out of character if I didn't mention here, which is that mm. we have been enculturated to um and and i think i believe pretty intentionally over centuries mm. geared towards a an uh a, a trauma response brain that we right. that we that the kind of I don't even want, I use the word dominant culture for a long time, but I'm like, not my dominant culture,
1: (laughs) you know, but
0: like the, you know, the, the one that I grew up in, right. The one that I taught was like, panic is useful. Worry is useful. Fear is useful. Like these ways in which it's like, um, it 's so normalized, trauma is normalized, panic is normalized, dysfunction is normalized, abuse is normalized. being abusive is normalized, and so all of these pathways around um, i refer to it as you know being kind of soaked in a war and rape culture that is in this power dynamic that is activating through emotionality through the the internalized, the kind of the creation of that thinking everything is a tiger, which keeps people, you know, way more easily controlled, you know, it keeps them way more easily controlled. And so I think it's incredibly radical to continuously set ourselves free and become counterculture from that normalization. I think health is one of the most radical things that we we yeah. can do mental health, physical health, spiritual health to you know to be in that space, um, and so it's like although it was designed for tigers, that got like hijacked and superimposed into like you know just like media marketing policy, control of people, mm-hmm. normalization, dehumanization of people, dehumanization yeah. of people because of race, because of gender, because of body parts, because of abilities, that that all of those things have been really reinforced. And so to recognize that we are moving against a, a trajectory, I don't want to say moving against, I think of it as stepping out of right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's this current that says like, no, the right thing to do is to panic and to be mad at that person and to shut down and to cut them out of your life. And to, instead of saying like, that hurt, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm feeling hurt right now. I need a minute to breathe and feel my feelings. Instead of saying that, you just get to say like, you're a horrible human being. And, you know, you know, this kind of, this high drama, romanticized, um, landscape, And I just think that that's like useful to just kind of mention. Maybe it's not useful, but it's useful for me to remind myself that what's happening when I'm shifting those patterns is that I'm shifting out of one culture of behavior. And shifting into a different culture of behavior that will have different stimulus and different reactions between people or between circumstances.
1: Mm Yeah, I mean, you're cultivating, you know, you you use the word, you're cultivating freedom. And I think that human beings are, because we have the capacity to be free. When we're, if we're not, we're we this again, maybe an oversimplification, we suffer, right? And so, Mm -hmm. and so, and real freedom to me is to be able to be, to be able to be both independent and interdependent, you know, and to choose to be, to choose to participate in an interdependent way of living, but to be independently able, you know, to say, yeah, like, no matter what my reaction is, or my enculturation is, or my conditioning is, or my trauma history is, or my tendencies by birth, or my astrology chart says no matter what what no matter what all those things say and this is a this is a controversial thing that sometimes hits people the wrong way and i don't mean it in a way that is to be judging or 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 condemning um but if those things any of those things that i just mentioned are in charge are, are are cause me to think, feel, and act a certain way, then I, by definition, am a victim of all of those things, of my past, of my birth, of my parents, of my trauma, of my enculturation, of the government, of society, of the stars, the way they were when I was born. That victim consciousness automatically activates the survival part of my brain because I feel disempowered. And so it is a self-fulfilling prophecy because I feel disempowered, then I activate the survival part of the brain, which can only have me fight, flight, or freeze, anger, fear, or depression. And so then I stay stuck in that cycle. But for me to say, I am empowered to turn off that alarm switch and switch into the thriving part of my nervous system to open my body, to open my mind, to open my spirit, to love, to wisdom, to regardless of even if aside from and especially because of all those arising conditions and all those external influences i value and choose to turn on my love and i value and choose to radiate it and share it regardless of all that now i'm empowered now i'm free I'm not reactive. I am responsive. And the root of the word responsive is responsible. I am responsible.
0: Real talk.
1: Yeah. And so it's weird because it's like, I, so I'm in like, you know, my work typically is, you know, therapy. And so I'm definitely not I'm oftentimes not talking to people that are in, you know, exposed to a lot of the ideas that we're talking about, right? So that's why I um you know to me it's very useful in my practice to keep coming back to the nervous system and because that's that's relatable. I don't it doesn't need to be like a, you know, I'm often talking to people that are especially where I live in northern New Mexico, I'm often to talking to people that are you know, really, you know, Catholic and, you know, or have, or, you know, th- have just a different experience than some of the things that are maybe my, my spiritual practices and values. So I have to be able to relate on their terms and the nervous system is really good for that. Cause that's, you know, pretty, pretty universal and relatable. Um So, but at the same time, what I'm, what I'm suggesting to people is, is not just surviving is, in that that tagline of why just cope with suffering when you can end it. I'm saying like, I mean, literally end it, <laughs> not pain, not end pain, you know, and another cliche, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. There are tools for that. Yeah. There is a way to do that. There are maps, there are instructions, there are tools to have that cliche become a reality. And I'm working on it. I'm not saying that I'm, <laughs> you know, the fin- the finished product there, but I'm, but I'm working on it. And I really think that, and I, it's, it's viable. It's viable.
0: Viable. Mm. Seeds planted. Yeah. Thank you for, yeah, for everything. Um, yeah. I'm just having this experience inside of me, responsive, the root of responsive, being responsible is so resonant with my, just the the core place of what it is for me to really tend and honor myself in a new way and in a renewed way. So a renewing of the things that I would like to take with me that have really worked, you know, that really did work for 15 years, that really did work. And that really worked well for me during this time, actually. And, and this, like, gratitude, the alchemy and the the courage and the, like, tantrum and irritation and grief and anger right. of, of being just looking... Just so clearly into the landscape of my own attachment to my victim stories, you know, and then the disappointment or grief of um, seeing the results that that brings into my life, right? Like having enough responsibility and enough practice and courage to take responsible for what I'm seeing and then to have the heartbreak over it and just be like, Oh, that is, Oh, you know? And so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm having this experience, just kind of speaking with you and being with you right now that just, there's a simplicity that is irritating to the part of me yeah. that wants to blame mm. or have a tantrum yeah. or make it more dramatic or make a big, you know, it's just like, it's just like, but tell me. And it's like, no, it's really just this, like, it's just, it's just one step at a time, responsible, choosing, making decisions and life will look different a week from now, three months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, like a a teacher of mine would say, you know, he said, well, you know, if you want to, if if you want to complain or blame, and if that will help you, you should do it 108 times a day, <laughs> and I just like he, he's you know, and I just like oh, and it's like, and so it's really so one of the statements that I really like from my training in the therapy world in dialectical behavioral therapy, they have these dialectics, these seemingly opposite truisms that seem to be opposite, you know, and and one is that it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility, and I I, re, I just like you know, it's just like. Yeah. It was not my fault, but it is now my responsibility to, you know, to, to make the to make the change that to be the, to be the human being that I value and choose to be regardless of those regardless of those circumstances. And so there's there's room for empathy, there's room for compassion, there's room for softness, there's room for vulnerability, there's room for saying, yeah, that really sucked and that really hurt and that was not okay and I would never subject myself to it again. I would never want anyone else to have to go through it. But now I am responsible for the the future that I choose to create. And I am responsible for not reacting the past. Because I have, you know, I have an, I have, I have, a, I'm an acorn and I have the capacity to become an oak tree. And not every acorn becomes an oak tree. Some, you know, and that's, this is the hard thing is like nature is, nature is intense dude and the fact (sighs) of the matter is is that human beings are like acorns not every one of them develops their full potential to become an oak tree and and we can go to our deathbed having been eaten by a squirrel or run over by a truck because our acorn because our acorn was planted on the cement and we cannot we cannot develop our potential and that to me is a sad thing because every single oak tree by its nature benefits. It doesn't need to try. Every oak tree gives off millions of acorns in its life cycle. It can be a home for bugs and birds and ecosystems. It can give shade. It can be something that children can put a swing on and play, play under. It can be, you know, its lumber can be used to build homes. It can, its roots can nurture the soil and hold things together just by being an oak oak tree it doesn't need to try to benefit it is beneficial and so we have the same capacity but we have to tend to the soil that that acorn is planted in because it can get gobbled up by an by a by a squirrel it can become compost it can be you know on barren, on barren ground and it's also not, so this is something that, that Tanya, my wife, has been really encouraging me on lately because I still, like every single human being, <laughs> still have these struggle moments and, and we've been learning and she's been learning it new, stuff that I learned a, a little while ago from this teacher that we share And um, she's been learning it new. So she's been like coming, reminding me of this, like, oh yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's this concept of this very, very spiritually mature attitude of like, whatever is going on in my experience is not up to me. All that's up to me is how I engage with it. What's happening in my outer life or my inner life is not up to me. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is how I meet it and engage with it, open to it and use it. How do I use it to turn it into what I value and choose? Because everything that is arising in this moment is a result of seeds that have already been planted. They are coming to fruition. Now, if I don't like them, then i trip i pull the weed and i plant a new seed i don't know when the new seeds are going to grow that's right. not up to me if i like them i can plant more of them i can celebrate them so that's my in the moment i ha- and this is i really love to break things down into like as simple terms as possible if what is arising in this moment is something that I value and choose, then I say yes to it. When I say yes to it, that creates more of it. When I have more of it, I share it. If something is arising in this present moment that I don't value and choose, I say no to it. I transform the no to yes, and then when I have yes, I have more, and when I have more, I share. And these are the four power words that I've learned. I didn't make this up, but I think the way in which I'm explaining it is uh, is really alive is no, yes, more, share. A powerful no gives way to yes. And that was what I heard you say earlier when you were talking about your boundaries in the community. Absolutely. A powerful no actually makes the space for yes. Yes. And it's really simple. At any given moment, I just say, is this something that I want more of? I know immediately if I ask that question, yes or no, if it's no, then how do I get to yes? What do I need to do? That's the alchemy. That's the work. What do I need to do to transform it into a yes? And then when I get to yes, how do I expand it? How do I make it more? And when I'm in that abundant state, it's just natural to share it. The rim of the acorn, just the Oak tree just is beneficial just because it's an Oak tree. I'm beneficial just because I'm me you're beneficial just because you're you when you go from no to yes, to more to share. And so that's, I just, we always know we can't hide behind the inconvenience of, of ignorance. We actually know if we take the time to check in. And if I actually sit here and I get quiet for a second and say, is this something that I want more of? Is this a yes or is this a no? If it's a no, mom responsible to turn it into yes. I'm the only one that's gonna, I'm the only one that's can. Everyone has, but we're mostly waiting for external circumstances to be yes. When I have the right job, when I have the right partner, when I have the right community when the government does the right thing when covid's over then I'll feel yes bullshit never going to happen never never going to happen because actually what our soul and spirit desires and requires is that we are the ones that are the we are the yes and as long as we're dependent on any other circumstances then we're fettered we are not yet free people. There it is.
0: Excellent. I feel we could keep, we could keep going. We could just like keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, I have two closing questions, um, which we can move oh. to in a second. Um, okay. That are like, I mean, I think they're pretty simple, but uh, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we move into that?
1: No, I I think, yeah, I I should, (laughs) I need to reel myself in at some point. No! Yeah, no, but it's great. No, I do. Yes, more, share. Yes, more, share. I will. I'll continue to do yes, more, share. This is, so maybe this is something that maybe the audience can help me with is, is I can do this endlessly. I am. I can do this endlessly and I really need help right now with logistical things. So if anyone out there has skills to do logistical things for me in terms of social media, web, creating and advertising and marketing, a course. And if I would really, I would really love the assistance And I'm asking for the right person to be like, who's, you know, we have similar values and integrity. And I, I, I hate, self-help marketing world the click funnel we we have people that are that are does there we have people who are saying <sighs> my job is to help alleviate your suffering yet i'm activating your suffering in the mar- in the marketing in order to make you feel desperate to prey on your sense of feeling broken and lacking so that i can sell you a solution i hate it and i won't do it so i, I need help with someone that can do marketing because it's still necessary, but can get with me on that—that that we're not going to do any manipulative marketing. We're going to do authentic, transparent. Like this is something that is really of true value for you, and that's why you might want to engage with it, not because I'm going to make you feel like a wiggly worm that you need me and that you're desperate for it. And so that's a little, a little spiel there. Um, so if anyone's listening that wants to be that person, I am. I'm, I am looking to hire a little help because I, I can't juggle all the balls and I want to be free to be able to do this more.
0: Love it. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah. And I, I hear you on that. I hear you. Um. Beautiful. Beautiful. I do. I have to say this one thing because it's, but it's, it's, it's about what you were saying. It's not about what you were saying, but it came out of what you were saying because you were speaking of the, the power and the potency of the acorn becoming the oak and the power of that. And that is like totally intact and everything you said, I'm like with and behind entirely. And on a different, in, in like a different vein, like the spiritual perspective that I have or my cosmological understanding is like, and the, the oak tree drops, you said millions, thousands, millions?
1: Yeah, millions. Of
0: acorns. And so not every acorn is supposed to become yeah. an oak tree, right? Like, So how do mm-hmm. we celebrate and honor? And you, you, you touched in on this energetically when you talked about compost or getting picked up by a squirrel. But this place of the celebration and loving, if you are cultivating and becoming an oak, how do we love and honor the acorns that are food or that are compost or that you know like that that larger piece. So mm-hmm. it just I just had to I don't know. That was just it was just there. It was just like yeah. edging I in there that that, that cosmological piece of like it's not my place. And that's and then again it's like it's not my place to control or know all of these other things, right? Like it's not mine to determine. It's not mine to determine anyone else's acorn journey it's only mine to determine right. my acorn journey like that right.
1: You right. Know, that if, process right and if my and if my acorn if my oak tree ends up providing shade for them or food for them or lumber for them then that's beautiful right but again that's also not up that's also not up to me and this is mm. where mm. as as you know people that work with others or whatever we have you know we have to cultivate some degree that's the detachment part yeah. It's not that it doesn't care. It's not that I it's not that my acorn might not shed a tear for 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 those that don't choose to develop, but I we can't do make that choice for them.
0: I think the thing that I have to push for me like in my heart is like Yeah. The right action and soulful fulfillment of someone's quote-unquote non-development the hierarchical like self the way that you know what i mean like that place of like how we can like really easily and that's what i mean like i'm not it's not contrary to anything else you said it's additive of this place of like to remember and to bring it. Cause I know I can, I can get on that, like get on my high horse and to just recognize that my yeah. high horse is only ever for me, that my high horse is yeah. about and, and me and those that it resonates with that it speaks to. Right. But that there are right. that, that someone's soulful path is someone else's soulful path may truly really, really not be what I perceive as their, development like that that's incredibly essential a to ease my suffering in relationships and b to be in service
1: absolutely totally agree and and i'll just want to own that when that when that development phrase came out of my mouth it didn't feel right um (laughs) totally um and so so yeah i agree with you uh completely and so that a couple things is like one i also am in incredibly humbled by, you know, by the recognition of the fallacy of like the, um, oh, what's it, you know, the, the merit, you know, merit, merit, meritocracy kind of just like, yeah, I've born with these tendencies. Yeah. I've had trauma in my life. And I've also had such amazing support and opportunities and teaching and wisdom. And, 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 and and so I'm able to touch into a continuum of a, of a lot of different types of suffering, but I've also been able to like, I've also been able to have the resources and the tools and the skills and the support to get free enough to an extent that I reckon some people, a lot of people have, there is relative world differences in terms of obstacles and trauma and where the, and this is why I said it can be really controversial. And I, it takes time for me to develop rapport with someone before I start, you know, really introducing like the idea of like not being a victim. Right. 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 Because like, who the hell am I to say, you know in terms of like some people's experience like that that is like that is a touchy thing and you know so yeah i i get i i hear what you're saying and um that being said the part of me that is like this do it yourselfer says like i know for my life yeah. i want to be an oak tree
0: yeah right
1: and i'm going to yeah. i'm going to yeah
0: and I think as visionaries, yeah. and I use I, that I use that word, um, as people who envision and welcome newness and change and evolution, and this is actually I'm kind of like leading towards our our my technical last question as I say all this, um, is right. that um we we dare in our passion and in our courage, in our heart, in our commitment to love to let go of my agenda of what it looks like, but the heart of it, of just being like, I want that acorns soulful fulfillment, whether it's to be food or to be (laughs) compost or to be an Oak tree. But the, I want, I I want to, I want to cultivate them. I want to participate and contribute and, and, and be in a world where that's, where that's honored. It's not circumstantially like what we're talking about. It's not, it's not, um,
1: yeah.
0: it's not intentionally an oppressive system that's designed to fucking crush acorns. <laughs> like I don't want that world. I don't want the world that's literally yeah. designed to crush the majority of the acorns way more than the majority, right? Like like yeah. I want the world. And so the passion of that of just being like every acorn has the potential or the the right like I want I want that that world. Um, yeah. So before we go into that kind of that that's my my lead in for that that world acorn mm-hmm. world I just want to have a moment. So, how do you like people to find you, reach out to you, connect to you? Um, what's your how do you like to connect to people through the magic of the internet?
1: Um, um, I am starting to. I'm trying to, and I'm at the very early stages of trying to do more YouTube videos and teachings just because i i really like i really like it um so if people want to check that out you know i um i guess you still have to search for you if you search for energy of mind you might find it but i think you don't get your own youtube thing until you have like a thousand subscribers or something like that so i i I have like 38 so i'm not quite there all right well Um, we'll put the link in the show notes so go go
0: hit subscribe
1: go to the youtube channel there's a Facebook at energy of mind page where I'm, you know, but um, again, I'm trying to move towards YouTube because I think it's more inclusive um, in certain ways to a wider audience than, than Facebook is by itself. Yeah. And um, you, I have a website, energy of My email address is Michael at energy of com. You're welcome to reach out to me in any of those ways. There's a contact form on the website. I, you know, um, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me is the email. If you want to get in touch with me directly, michael at energy of mind.com and anything else? Am I missing anything? This is not my forte. (laughs) This part is not my forte. This part. So this is, this
0: would be, you're doing great, Michael. So uh, you can find Michael in, in the world, energy of mind. Highly recommend you go check out the YouTube, and his email is there. You want to get in touch with him directly. And if you are either looking to build new skills for healing your depression, mm-hmm. um, add, add to it, continue that education, or if there's somebody you know who could really use a, you know, Michael's kind of right. grounded approach, uh, go to his website, check out uh, his, uh, the Depression Slayer program that's an option out there too
1: yeah and i am going to amend that slightly because in the effort to be more inclusive i'm and someone helped me with this recently you know i think it's limiting to say that the depression slayer course is just for depression um i i have this kind of identity that i've made up that is like fun for me to say i'm the depression slayer yeah but at the same time the tools are relevant to a much wider range of things than just depression um so i changed the name of that course uh to the master switch and the master oh, switch nice. is Reset. basically it, the master switch is basically what we're talking about is like tools to get you from the surviving part of your nervous system to the thriving part of your nervous nervous system regardless of whether it's depression anxiety trauma wh- you know they all they're all interrelated they but but there's the tools and the maps and the instructions i think are relevant Regardless of the of the of the history uh, or the reasons why we're stuck, um, and so yeah, that that's all you you'll just notice that if you do go to the website, that it's the master switch is what it's called now. And nice, um, and that's the sixteen week program. And I either bring people through that one on one, or I am in the process of developing that. What I said I would maybe need some help with too, and logistically is into something that can just be a course that someone that anyone can get that doesn't need the one-on-one and you, and that'll be a much, you know, a very, very, very affordable kind of way to get those tools through video, through email, et cetera. And then also hook into this community, hopefully where people who are doing it and going through it are have an online forum to be able to get peer support and and to be able to ask questions and to be able to participate in live, live events that are going on. And so, there is a part of me that is, I do have a bit of an entrepreneurial bug. And so I'm interested in kind of taking it in that direction.
0: Beautiful. Awesome. Great. Awesome. So closing question is what is, I went on my little acorn rant about the world that I want to see, but my, my, as we're envisioning, as we're uh, imagining, I, I, I just welcome to know like what, Is the world that you are inviting, or cultivating, or wanting to contributing to? So whether it's like a visionary sight that you see, or whether like a a prayer that you want to be bringing into being, um, I believe that we're in a we have the potential, and that we are in a great time of of turning and transformation, and so. Mm What does the butterfly look like, feel like, sound like, even if it's just like a tiny piece? What's the part that that Michael knows about?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the motto that comes into my head, as we mentioned earlier, is the love self, love others, love all. Yes. And that's, and you know, and I have a little hashtag thing that I use, which is all love. And that is like, you know i think that the the technology of of mantra is really powerful in terms of you know and that doesn't you know oftentimes and i've been trained very classically in in both indian and buddhist tantra and oftentimes there's like this thing of like well it has to be in sanskrit and has to and i get that i get the tech, i get the sound technology of some of the of the old world languages and at the same time it's also extremely powerful when we know the meaning in our own language and so like I have you know my what I believe are my own like personal mantras you know and so all in all love is just again maybe cliche but if anyone that has ever in if everyone ever actually engages in the practice of unconditional love you'll see how it it, it is not for the faint at heart. It's it is. Real. It is not a soft. It is not a. It is not an. It, it is. It's a journey. It's. It's. And, and so yeah. So that's it. That's my vision. Is all love.
0: That really got me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It is not unconditional love. It's not for the faint of heart. Oh, there's birth. Same, same. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. I just I wish you so much, like um, clarity and peace and confidence as you share your work and your vision and your skills with the world. I I see the I see the river um, that that you have shared with us today, and I I honor that there are many people who are looking for that for that river. So may that may those paths be easy and joyful and and wonderful um for you to walk thank you for your time and being together yeah yeah
1: my pleasure thanks for having me this has been i've had a. have had a lot of fun and it's been really nice and i also wish you all the best and as you emerge from the <sighs> this dark night of the soul i uh yeah you know i i'm familiar with those with those places and and uh it's awesome when we have that ability to look back and say, yeah, I wouldn't want to go through that again, but I'm so grateful for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so you sweet, dear listener. I just, I just want to take a moment and just kind of, if you'd like it, here's my invitation to just pull you into my heart. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for, uh, walking yourself, as gently and as strongly and as profoundly as you do. Thank you for the service that you are just in your being. Mm. May you find great comfort in the practices and skills that you know feed you. And if you're needing more, may you be guided to that with clarity and ease, just really just feeling the, the tender, strong heart and just wishing you the best in that. So as always, i love to hear from you. If there's a part of this show or any show that you enjoyed, go ahead and take a screenshot, go ahead and take a screenshot, tag me in it, post it, send me a message, yada, yada, yada. Love to, would love to be in touch. So thank you and take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Love you all.
0: Gorgeous one, thank you. I wanna take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I wanna remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine, so take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button, leave me a rate and review, it's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com or find me on Instagram at One and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.